0: Hey y'all, I'm Melanie.
1: And I'm Jason.
0: And you're listening to the Old North State Podcast. We're bringing you on a deep dive into all things North Carolina. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jason. And we thought that since this is our first episode, we should actually take the time out to introduce ourselves. Um, I am from Durham. I'm a Durham native, and I currently live in Huntersville. I've been in Mecklenburg County for about 11 years now. I went to UNC Charlotte, and I am a paralegal by day and an amateur historian paranormal lover by night that sounds nice that's great <laughs> and we are also joined by one of our cats Baxter
1: hello Baxter
0: so if you hear any strange noises that might just be him would you like to go now
1: sure I'm Jason I am what my wife would call a Yankee mm-hmm. um, although I was born in Navy brat born in Florida but then moved to Lejeune and then or Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and then spent most of my um, childhood up until 18 in Connecticut. So that's why I'm a Yankee. Once I was able to leave, <laughs> I did so um, by going to school below the Mason-Dixon line, starting with a, a year at Liberty University and then quickly transferred to UNC-Wilmington, where, <laughs> where I studied... Um, film as well as like hospitality tours and management so mm-hmm. been below the mason dixon line for about 10 years and in north carolina for most of that on and off with a brief stint at disney world which i'm sure i won't be able to contain myself from talking about at some point
0: yeah oh and we are also married
1: oh right yeah <laughs> Um, then I moved to Charlotte, <laughs> found the love of my life on Bumble, and we've been together for three plus years now.
0: Yep. We uh, have are going on a year of marriage. Just about. Yeah. We're a corona couple, which, like many couples, we had to postpone our wedding festivities, but we went ahead and got married at the courthouse literally the day before everything shut down.
1: March 13th.
0: March 13th. Friday the 13th. Yes. Not always unlucky day.
1: Not for us. No. Not for a spooky couple like us. No. <laughs> we then had our wedding on October 31st, um, which was very different than the one that we originally had <laughs> planned for March. Uh, went yeah. down from 120 people down to just about 20. Mm-hmm,
0: 25.
1: Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. Uh, we also do... Spooky CLT on the side, so thank you everyone who is joining us that knows us from there. A lot of what we're going to talk about is going to be mostly historical facts about North Carolina, um, but we won't be able to help ourselves talking about the paranormal, <laughs> and we'll give you any spooky updates about the account, as well as um, deep dives into certain topics uh, that I talk about on the account as well. I know next episode is going to be about the Ghost Rider of Hopewell. Yes. Who we have a personal connection with.
0: Yes. And one reason why we wanted to do this podcast, um, especially for me, I grew up in Durham Public Schools, and um, I didn't get the best history education that I feel I could have gotten. I mean, I had great teachers. My history teachers were always my favorite teachers, but a lot of things were left out, and I didn't get to learn a lot of the fun facts that I've already Started learning and researching this, and we couldn't ever find a podcast that was based solely about North Carolina.
1: Yes, be the podcast you want to see in the world.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so we thought this might be something fun to do. Um, so for
1: yeah, what's the topic today?
0: The topic today is why we are called the Tar Heel State. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so at the start of every episode, we're either going to give a fun fact or do like a, on this day in history. So since it's our first episode, we'll do both. Would you like to go first?
1: Yeah, I have a fun fact. Um, and since we're talking about Tar Heels, what's the first thing you think of when I say Tar Heel?
0: Basketball.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She is wearing a Carolina blue shirt right now.
0: It's a UNC shirt. Carolina basketball.
1: Exactly. (laughs) says Tar Heels on the front. Yes. Um, so my fun fact is that the UNC men's basketball team was informally known as the White Phantoms from starting at the 1920s through about the 1950s. Now, the more I researched it, the more those dates changed and I never really locked down like a hard what the real story is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that they were called the White Phantoms because we're spooky. So we think about that stuff all the time. Yeah. Um. But then I also found that other informal nicknames were for NC State. They were the Red Terrors. And then Duke was the Blue Imps. So I think we got the best (laughs) deal out of all of that, being called the White Phantoms. The
0: Blue Imps.
1: Yes. So what day is it and what happens on this day?
0: Well, it didn't actually happen on this day, but it did happen this week. Um, No, it did happen on this day, day. So the day we're recording is January 12th. And on January 12th, 1896, the first X-ray on record in the United States was made by Dr. Henry Louis Smith at Davidson College. So he took a severed hand and shot a bullet into it Hmm. and X-rayed it. Gotcha. So a a little fun fact for you. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a shot himself in the foot joke, but um.
0: <laughs> no, I think he used like a cadaver hand.
1: Oh, so it wasn't his hand. No. Oh,
0: a severed, severed hand.
1: Oh, you said that. Yeah. But gotcha. still. For science, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey,
1: that's cool. The first x-ray happens in North Carolina. Yeah. The first sugar ray didn't happen until oh the 90s. God. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to say my source was Tar Heel Times. TarHeelTimes.com for the White Phantom story.
0: Yeah, and it'll be linked on our website. Of course. So,
1: All right, so Melanie, why are we called Tar Heels?
0: So, it's unknown where exactly the term came from, but it's generally accepted that the term Tar Heel goes all the way back to the 18th century when the state was an important source of turpentine, rosin, Tar and pitch. So these products derive from pine trees and are collectively known as naval stores. And I did learn that they call them naval stores because they were basically um, used for ships, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, turpentine is distilled resin from trees, mainly pine trees, like I said. And pitch is like a dark residue that comes from that distillation process. <clears throat> Tar can be created in a few ways, but for our purposes, it was mainly created by stacking up pine logs on top of each other and then burning them really hot until oil came out and they would stick a spout in it, kind of like you do with syrup. Cool. And then peat is kind of um, like decaying vegetation, decaying matter, kind of like bogs, swamps and bogs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what you would find when uh if you're like stepping through it, what yeah. you would Cover your feet. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, and so tar can also be produced from coal, petroleum, and like I said, peat. Um, it's another place where it comes from. And North Carolina led the world in production of naval stores from about 1720 until around 1870. And at one point, around 100,000 barrels of tar and pitch were shipped to England each year. The Royal Navy used tar and pitch to paint the bottoms of their wooden ships in order to seal them and to prevent shipworms from damaging their hulls.
1: Interesting. Got to protect your hulls.
0: Yeah. And shipworms are like kind of, I, I equate them to aquatic termites, which I'm sure they're a lot different. Ooh, that's but a cool band name. The aquatic termites. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep that in
1: life for later.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And after 1824, North Carolina was the leader of naval stores in the United States. And by the time the Civil War began, there were over 1,600 turpentine distilleries in the state. Around half of those were in Bladen County and New Hanover County. Uh, tar was used commonly for lubricating wagons, marking livestock, treating wounds. You, making shingles and, of course, public humiliation.
1: Oh, my favorite. Yes. When they would uh, feather people they were trying to shame by throwing tar on them and then throwing mm-hmm. chicken feathers to make them run around like a chicken. I can't yes. imagine how much that would hurt, though. Yeah. Because it has to be boiling for it to be um, Yeah. flexible, adhesive, liquid.
0: Yeah. Player two has entered the arena. We, Finley. We have another cat. So weird noises will be attributed to him.
1: If you hear anyone sniffing the microphone, it's not me.
0: Or if you uh, hear sneezing, he has allergies.
1: And cat herpes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. for outing you, Finley. <laughs> he's ashamed. We got him from the streets. Yeah, he's ashamed. Anyway, so during the Revolutionary War, when Cornwallis's troops were crossing the river that's now known as the Tar River... Between Rocky Mount and Battleboro, they discovered that tar had been dumped in it to keep them from crossing. When they finally got across, their feet were completely black with tar. The soldiers said that anyone who waded through North Carolina rivers would acquire tar heels.
1: That's interesting. So, <laughs> last time we were at Lake Norman, um, at our buddy's house, I think it was the first time I ever touched the bottom of disgusting. the lake. And yeah, my, my toes were dyed um, orange. Yeah. Because it was a clay. Yeah. Um,
0: Which is another thing that North Carolina is, is known, known for, for is yeah. the red clay.
1: Um, your so entire backyard sense. is just red clay. Except for my tomato garden.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so terms like tar boiler and rosin heel were really used as derogatory terms that were really meant for poor white Southerners and enslaved people. But basically anybody who did work that made them dirty. And especially during the hot summer months, you could expect these workers to just be covered in tar and, and gross and sticky and and sweaty.
1: Yeah, that's the working class for you.
0: Yeah. Other terms like this uh, people may have heard of are sandhiller or lint head for farmers and cotton mill workers.
1: We have to write these down and start calling people on Twitter these names.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They get so upset.
1: Throw them through a loop. They'll have no yeah. idea what hit them.
0: Yeah. Cootie queens.
1: Lint lickers.
0: And lint lickers. Lint heads. <laughs> so during the Civil War, uh, since North Carolina was one of the last to secede from the Union, other state soldiers um, would call North Carolinian soldiers names like Tar Heel because they looked down upon them for kind of, you know, not joining the quote unquote, effort to take down the union. And there was allegedly one instance where a Virginian soldier called a North Carolinian soldier, a damned Tar Heel. And then a fight broke out and two Virginians were shot and a couple of North Carolinians um, were beat up. I think one of the Virginians died.
1: And Wait, per- so two were shot, but only one died?
0: Yeah. Man.
1: <laughs> Good for them, I guess.
0: I guess. But pretty soon, though, the term um, was adopted among the North Carolinian soldiers to express their state pride, kind of like they're sticking to their grounds, like they had tar on their heels. And this is kind of where people really (laughs) accept that this term um, kind of became a a symbol of pride was because of these Civil War soldiers.
1: Yeah, so it's like a basket of deplorables Mm -hmm. where they took an insult and... Yeah. turns it around and made it a basketball mascot and that's the T. that should be a <laughs> a new mascot take a you know how they're changing all the mascot names when oh it's a washington gosh. that doesn't have one <laughs> they're gonna be the washington deplorables
0: <laughs> they should they should be <laughs> <laughs> they're in the area for it
1: go on <laughs>
0: So on March 28, 1863, Zebulon Vance was giving a speech to his soldiers while they were in Virginia. And he started his speech off by saying, you know, my fellow soldiers. And then he kind of backtracked it a little bit and said, my fellow citizens. And then he finally said, my fellow Tar Heels. And during the Battle of Reims Station in 1864, after learning how North Carolina troops were pivotal in the Confederate victory, General Robert E. Lee was said to have exclaimed, thank God for the Tar Heel Boys. Now, obviously, we don't have any proof of that, but he did later on write a letter to Zebulon Vance, basically saying the same thing and praising them. Um, And as we know, which I think you're about to talk about, UNC is the Tar Heel.
1: Yeah. So when I was thinking of the topic that I wanted to do based around the Tar Heel, I was trying to think of um like who really comes to mind when you say Tar Heel mm-hmm. so of course number one in my mind and number one in our hearts I thought of Ramesses the oh. Ram mascot
0: he's so great he's the background on my computer screen
1: I know <laughs> um are you done with yeah your portion awesome mm. okay so Ramesses is the Ram mascot of, of the North Carolina Tar Heels you can find three versions of him uh, there is the classic anthropomorphic mascot costume uh, who would be considered a cheerleader. What?
0: Can I tell you the biggest pet peeve that I had over the last couple years with him? With me? No, with uh, Ramesses. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. Yes. You can tell. peeves uh, with Ramesses, yes.
0: So once, so they have Ramesses and they have Ramesses Jr. or RJ and they gave RJ normal shoes like they gave him Jordans to wear to the football games and to the basketball games but they kept Ramesses in his mascot shoes and And his horns and it drove (laughs) it drove me absolutely crazy until last year they finally gave Ramesses real shoes to wear
1: Maybe it's like a house elf situation where they were withholding clothes. It
0: might have been.
1: To keep him enslaved.
0: Anyway, go on.
1: Uh, So, as you were saying, it's uh, the classic anthropomorphic costume, Ramesses, and then his sidekick, RJ. Um, And then there is the live, dorset-horned sheep named Ramesses, who has horns painted Carolina blue. Mm -hmm. Now, the origin of the ram as North Carolina's mascot dates back to 1924, it started with Jack Merritt, who was given the nickname "the battering ram" for his performance on the field, as well as an initiation ritual that he created for his male freshman students. Um, emphasis on the initiation ritual, and definitely not hazing. They <laughs> wanted to make it. They wanted to make it official, so they went to the athletic business manager, and he gave the head cheerleader twenty-five dollars to buy a ram. Um, so they had one shipped from Texas. Now, interesting. The next part is a little bit of legend and lore, because they say his first appearance of Ramesses was at a game against Virginia Military Institute on November 8th, 1924. And the story goes that the first three quarters of the game were scoreless, but late in the fourth quarter, Bun Hackney, um, who was attempting a field goal before he stepped out on the field, he robbed Ramesses' horns. Uh, And just a few seconds later, he kicked a 30-yard field goal and eventually won the game for the Tar Heels. Final score was 3-0. So ever since then, Ramesses has been a fixture on the sidelines at UNC football games ever since. Mm -hmm. Uh, The current Ramesses Ram is under the care of the Hogan family of Chapel Hill. Yes. Yes. Um, And then the origin of the costume, um, so what we know and love today was... Came out in 1987. Um, but as you were saying, he didn't get shoes until much he, later. He
0: didn't get normal shoes until last year.
1: Hey, small, I, small steps for I, Ram.
0: I know that that's something that's really stupid, but it it just drove me crazy that he just had mascot shoes on and RJ had real shoes.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Were you blowing up the forums?
0: No. Writing I was, online no, I see that.
1: Uh, and then October 26, <laughs> 2015, RJ... Um, made his debut Ugh. at late night with Roy, and North Carolina um men's basketball annual midnight madness event. Um, so there's a bit of also a weird story that I'm gonna share with you, and it's like one of those instances like with true crime where I feel weird telling like weird.
0: Is it the Googly Mobley?
1: I don't know what that is, but um, so in February 1996, Ramesses the 23rd, XXII, uh, was killed in his pasture at Hogan's farm. Yeah, so the attacker, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I feel weird saying this, but the attacker slashed his throat and (gasps) cut off his front leg. Oh, my God. Stabbed him 10 times, which is all terrible. Stabbed him in the chest and neck.
0: When did this happen?
1: February 1996. So you were just a wee lass. Oh, I
0: was.
1: Your parents probably didn't tell you on purpose.
0: They, I guarantee you they did you. not.
1: So they caught the motherfucker. Uh, his name was <laughs> Scott Wade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so police later charged 26-year-old Scott Wade. Wade stumbled onto Hogan Farm drunk. And at the time of the slaying, investigators believed that Wade killed the ram because he was hungry.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Right? Why would that be your first instinct? It's 1996. If this is happening where I think it's happening, there's at least like three fast food places. <laughs> no,
0: I, I think I I don't know exactly where Hogan Farm is. And I think they probably do that because of this. But I don't think that it's like, I think it's kind of out the country gotcha. not well i want to
1: make sure that ramsey's location is always like kept secret and secured and that he's under 24 hours surveillance i and i'm willing to do, donate my time to do so i
0: know that he lives his best life because sometimes they'll show him um they'll do like little videos of him on yeah. social media and he just like lives his best life out with the other rams they only paint his horns on the weekends before games
1: yeah get them all dolled up
0: um and and I know that if it's really hot outside, they'll bring him out and then they'll take him back inside. Um, but he I know that he does like eating the bushes
1: nice. that are down
0: there on the field. I don't know if they're still down there. I think they took him out. Anyway, Damn it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Wade was later charged for a misdemeanor of animal cruelty. Good. Yeah, he honestly should have gotten the He penalty. needs to
0: be put on a list.
1: I am well yeah, I'm sure he is. So I actually have another, <laughs> what I would consider a sad story too. Oh no. But when I was reading about this, <laughs> I was like, I need to tell someone. So on March 23rd, 2007, Jason Ray, mm-hmm. a member of the UNC cheerleading squad who portrayed Ramses, um, meaning that he was the mascot, he was struck by a vehicle um, outside their hotel in New Jersey. <gasps> The Tar Heels men's basketball team were there for the two thousand and seven East Regional semifinals. Ray was walking to a convenience store to buy a burrito and a soda um, before he was struck so. by a car. So did he did die. Um, Ray died on March twenty-six, two thousand seven, at the Hackensack University Medical Center as a result of the injury sustained in the accident.
0: I think I did know that.
1: Yes, but listen, listen to this guy. Um, because he's an impressive, uh, Ray was an honor student. I uh, was and was due to graduate that May with a degree in business administration and a minor in religious studies. Hmm. He was an Eagle Scout with Troop Thirty Eight in Concord, North Carolina, and had and went on three missionary trips to Haiti, Honduras, and Puerto Rico to work with children. He had also visited visited the Sistine Chapel, ran with the bulls in Spain, and spent a summer studying in Copenhagen, Denmark. Just Ray was. Casual. I mean, I'm glad he lived his life. Yeah. Yeah. Ray was also an active member in the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, uh, his church choir, and the lead singer in the band 9 p.m. Traffic. (laughs) So because of his accident and his death, four people were able to receive organ transplants uh, because Ray was an organ donor. And then on April 16th, 2016, UNC hospitals dedicated its transplant clinic to Ray an endowment fund, also dedicated to Ray was started to raise funds for patients unable to pay for their transplants. The Ray family pledged to raise $1 million for this endowment fund. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then in 2017, Ramesses and RJ would wear patches commemorating Ray uh, during all the sporting events. And that started with the 2017 football game against Duke. So Ray, super impressive guy. Yeah. Um, he, he was a Rameses, um, but I think he should be remembered for much more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: I wanted to share that to keep um, I don't know his memory alive And yeah. so we can take a moment to think about him.
0: Yeah, that was very nice.
1: Yeah. so that is what I brought to the table yeah. in regards to tar heels. Oh,
0: I have one more thing. This is Same. very random. cool. Do you know how many species of pine tree there are?
1: Uh, well, so when you go down south to the land of the pine, how many many are you going to find?
0: Um, I don't know, but all over the world, (laughs) how many? Give me a guess. How
1: many? I mean, it's pine trees, so I'm going to think high 40s. Oh
0: my gosh. Way off. Way off. Higher.
1: Higher? Yeah. 152.
0: Oh, Oh, 115.
1: Can you name any of them?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's okay.
0: Um, and there's 115 species, although authorities, as Google tells me the authorities, so I don't know if that's like the pine, pine tree authorities. authorities or whomever, but they accept between 105 and 124 species. Interesting. So I have a little pine tree that I have kept alive for the last three Christmases.
1: For those at home, she is holding her hands up to, <laughs> to tell you this. <laughs> yeah. How, how little it was. How
0: it, it I'm going to say about
1: 12 inches, according to how far your hands oh are no, apart.
0: It's a solid like 15 inches now. I keep it. Um, We have a very small office at work. And so I keep it in my boss's window. And ever since I started doing that, it has just been thriving. But it's just like cute little tiny little pine tree. I don't know what kind it is. Could you make tar from it? Um, I'm sure that you could try, but I think in order to burn it enough for anything to come out, it would probably just turn to ash.
1: Gotcha. Maybe next year.
0: Maybe next year, hopefully.
1: Cool. Can I tell you a ghost story? Sure. So I figured I'd bring a Tar Heel themed ghost story to the table um, since a lot of people who are going to be listening to this are going to know us from a spooky CLT. (laughs) So there is the story of Peter Drum Google.
0: That's what I was talking about when I say googly moogly.
1: Oh, <laughs> gotcha. I had no idea. <laughs> so he was a student at UNC Chapel Hill in 1832. Uh, so at the time they would have been the Phantoms, I guess. The White no, Phantoms. That was 1920. Never mind. Um, but he was in love with a girl named Fanny so much so that when another guy was hitting on her, um he pulled a Hamilton and decided to challenge that guy to a duel. <laughs> so him and the guy set the set the rules of the duel. They said they're going to meet um, at the top of a nearby, I guess, mountain hill. It's wherever Gimgul castle is. It's a hill. Yeah. i wouldn't to say mountain. A, foot a hill. large hill. Yeah. Um, so they said they're going to meet up there. And then once again, he pulled a Hamilton and got himself killed. Um, Them all being college students, the guy who shot him brought all of his buddies, panicked, saying, I don't want to get kicked out of school. So they decided to bury Peter's body and then placed a boulder on top of him there to, uh, you know, to hide him.
0: Was it it a boulder, a large boulder the size of a small boulder?
1: I think it was a small boulder the size of a large boulder, actually. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) Um. So now the reason this is a ghost story is because if you were to venture to the top of that foothill mountain, mound of dirt, um, to Gimkool Castle, you can find possibly blood on a boulder of where Peter is allegedly buried underneath. Hmm. Pretty pretty spooky, if you ask me. Yeah, I've I've seen this story uh, quite a few times because we have a number of North Carolina ghost story books, um, but most recently. One of my favorite podcasts, Southern Gothic, did this story, and they did an excellent job with it. So if you want to hear someone tell the story way better than I just did, <laughs> make sure to give them a listen. Um, he's a good guy. Yeah. All right. So that's all I have for you. Oh, actually, I take that back. So people who are also listening from the Spooky CLT fans, this Thursday, the 21st, we're going to be doing a live podcast at Petty Thieves Brewing. With our friends from the Hex Files slash Cursed Podcast. In Charlotte. In Charlotte. Yeah, Petty Thieves Brewing (laughs) in Charlotte, Thursday the 21st. And we're going to be talking about the Dunhill Hotel. So you and I are going to be talking a little bit about the history and the lore behind it. And then um, the other podcast, they're going to be talking about what they found when they stayed overnight at the Dunhill.
0: Yeah. Yeah it was pretty spooky
1: yeah pretty spooky we went and we stayed and you'll have to listen to there to get the full story but i'll just say that it was the night that uh biden was declared president elect yeah so we got a little too drunk to experience any <laughs> <Yeah>. paranormal activity <laughs> i have no doubt that it happens but i was not able to maintain any memories that yeah, evening
0: me neither and you know what that is a okay
1: Cool. Just want to close this out?
0: Yeah. Um, first, I just want to apologize in advance for the sound for next week's episode. Um, this one, we actually had to record. This is our third time recording it. And next week, um, the sound kind of changes a little bit midway through. So I apologize in advance for that.
1: Yes, bear with us. We are learning. But we're so excited about this. We wanted to get it to you.
0: Yes. ASAP. Yes. So I hope you guys have a great week. Oh, stop. sources for today's episode can be found on our website at anchor.fm slash old north state pod if you want to send us a topic suggestion a funny story or if you just want to say hi you can email us at old north pod at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram at old north state pod cheers y'all